Welcome to 28 and Searching. I'm your host, Samantha, and today I have Nicole Persson on with me. Thank you for coming on my show, Nicole. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, how old are you? Are you currently residing? How long have you been in your industry? That sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I am 23. Um, I live in Edmonds, so just a little bit north of Seattle, Washington. Um, and I have been in this industry professionally since I was 16 years old. Um, so, so early yeah. starter, early starter. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I started writing when I was in high school and got really into it. Uh, and then around the age of 15, I went to a pretty big uh, local conference for writers um, and got the opportunity to meet a lot of people, uh, especially just business professionals, um, agents, editors, famous writers, that sort of thing. Um, and got really inspired and ended up finishing my book and actually signed a contract for publication with a small independent press uh, right before my 17th birthday. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's pretty impressive. And so what exactly is your job title? What is it that you do and what does it mean? Well, I feel like I'm still kind of trying to figure that out. Um, so <laughs> when people ask me, I, I typically just say I'm self-employed. Um, but really, it's it's kind of a combination of things. I refer to myself as a writer. I write every day. Um, I write fiction primarily, but I also do articles. I just had a prose poem picked up like a couple days ago, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so I have my writing, and then I also um, do some writing coaching and editing, and that's really where I make most of my living. Um, so I do a lot of freelance work um, kind of related to writing. And then I also have um, like kind of a more straight-laced day job, um, and that's in publishing where I do some website-related stuff. So it's kind of a big hodgepodge of things, which is kind Kind of why I'm always hesitant to like really say one particular job title and usually writer kind of encompasses all that but really it's it, it's a whole patchwork of things sure and so in, in your opinion do you think there's a difference between titling yourself as a writer versus an author oh that's a really good question um for me I don't really think of of the two words being all that different. I think some writers do and some don't. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think of myself as a writer, I guess, because I write every single day. Um, so it just feels like a more natural word for me. Um, I know some, I know some writers feel more professional when they use the word author. And I think, um, in a more professional space, I typically will use that word. So like my business card say I'm an author and my website says I'm an author, that sort of thing. But um, day to day, I mean, I don't know. I, I Most of the time I use them interchangeably. Okay, so there's not much of a difference. Writer's just kind of your comfort word. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think with a lot of people, author kind of comes with the connotation that you 
have been published um, or are currently publishing something, you know, authored by, um, where writer is really just refers to the day-to-day process. I write every single day. And so um, I think writer is a little bit more of a casual term, I guess, and it's a little bit more accurate to how I see myself, which is just somebody who gets up every day and does writing-related stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I haven't put a whole lot of thought into it. I feel like other writers have, but I, it's just the word I've always used. So Sure, yeah, absolutely. And so how did you kind of, what's the baseline of how you became a writer? Um, that's, that's hard to answer. I think, you know, if you start all the way back when I was first interested in stories and making up stories, you could say that I was like a toddler. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, when I was a kid, my parents, um, my my father's also a writer and um, makes his living technical writing. And he also writes poetry, short stories, novels, like pretty much everything. And when I was a kid, um, aside from reading to me, we would also make up stories together and like tell each other bedtime stories. So I feel like I was always kind of instilled with, um, just this passion and love for making up stories. Um, but I, I didn't start really calling myself a writer until, I felt like I had gotten serious about it and really um, acknowledged my own interest in it. And I would say that was probably around the time when I was like maybe 14 or 15 years old. Um, I feel like when I went to the writers conference and kind of got a taste of that world and actually listened to some lectures and met some people, that's kind of when I started to feel like a writer. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, when I really started to take it seriously was around that time. But then um, fast forwarding a little bit, I've never really introduced myself as a writer until maybe a couple of years ago. Um, So this was like, I mean, I had had books out for maybe four or five years by the time I started actually like telling people like when they ask me oh what do you do for a living I typically say I'm a writer um but that didn't really start until a couple years ago and that was really just um me kind of trying to manifest it a little bit I guess like trying to really um you know acknowledge that part of me and regardless of whatever day jobs I had or whatever I was working on in school or wherever my interests took me Um, I knew that I really wanted to write, um, and I knew that I would want to write throughout my life, and so I wanted to acknowledge that. So that's kind of when I started, I guess, calling myself a writer. Sure. Did you almost need to feel validated to have the title of of a writer? Um, Because, like, in other jobs, you know, somebody gives you that title, right? So, you know, somebody will say, you're an accountant, you're a lawyer, you're a customer service specialist, you're director of marketing. But you have to kind of give yourself that. So did you feel like you had to earn it first? You know, I think in some ways, yeah. I think think there was a little element of, of feeling like I hadn't earned it or feeling like on the outside, it didn't really seem that way. Um, but that's when I really consciously made that change, um, and acknowledged 
you know, if I'm, if I'm writing on a regular basis and I'm actively, you know, looking for agents and editors and actively reading craft books and reading really anything I can get my hands on and, um, you know, trying to learn as much as I can about the craft. I'm, I'm basically a writer. I'm doing all of those things. It's just not guided. And, and so it, it was kind of one of those things where I had to, you know, kind of, I guess, self-evaluate and say, you know what? Yeah, I am a writer. I, I'm doing all those things that are required um, of a writer. So, okay. yeah. Okay. And so, uh, for to be a writer, do you think you need some sort of schooling or degree or any specialized training to kind of be in that career field? I don't think so. I think, um, you know, it's such a it's such a mix. I mean, if you look at writing as an art, you don't really need to have any sort of formal anything. You can sit down and write a story um, anytime you want if you have the passion and and the interest in it. So on on that end of the spectrum, my answer would be no. But I think, you know, like any any craft or any art or any skill, um, you know, learning is involved. And so, um, you know, some some writers go the route of reading as many craft related books as they can and and, you know, how to's that kind of thing um, and just writing really uh, really regularly and, and kind of approaching it that way. Um, I went the route of getting a master's in fine arts and creative writing. Um, but I did it primarily because at the time I really wanted to teach. And in order to teach at the college level, I really needed an MFA. Um, so that's why I pursued, you know, a, a more official schooling track, if you will. Um, and I think, you know, having been through an MFA, I, I very much see the value. I think it added a lot to my work. Um, my the wrote the book that I wrote during the program is getting published. So I mean, I think that's a testament to, um, you know, what I learned while I was there. But I don't yeah. think it's required. And and I mean, gosh, there are so many writers out there who don't have a a lick of formal training, but um, you know, they, they studied in their own way. And so I think really what it is, is, um, you know, having the dedication and the interest to learn about writing and how to write well. Um, and it, it doesn't matter so much the route that you take in order to get there. Okay. And so if somebody was interested and they thought, you know, I'm going to be a writer, what would be a good starting point? Like where would be a good entry level job or somewhere they could volunteer, something to kind of get uh, an understanding of what it means to do this? Well, I think backing up even farther, I would say um, the first thing that you really need to do if you want to be a writer is to write. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, I think that's one of the, like, it sounds silly when you put it that way, but it's one of the steps that I think a lot of beginning writers kind of forget about is just sitting down and writing and writing a lot and practicing and practicing and practicing. Um, I think that's really, um, if you look at the life of a writer day to day, I think most would say that they spend their day writing <laughs> at yeah. least part of it. And so, um, 
you know, or they at least have a have a set schedule or or a habit where you know every Sunday I write from dawn till dusk, or every morning I write for two hours or whatever it is. Um, I think creating that habit is really important, and that's really the baseline of what it means to be a writer. Um, but then if you if you're wanting to get more involved in the business and uh, really put yourself out there and learn more about what it means to be a writer and, uh, you know, how to really build a career in writing. I think a really good place to start is to attend conferences. Um, I think signing up for, uh, or signing up with a local writing organization, um, is a really great way to make connections with other budding writers in the area. Um, and, you know, really start to make connections with people Mm -hmm. and then, the conferences themselves are a great way to um, learn more about your craft, meet professionals. So I, I mentioned earlier agents, editors, um, more successful authors. I think it's it's really imperative if you want to be a writer to go out and learn from people who know more about it than you do, just like any other career. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really good place to start. Um if you're in the Seattle area, I recommend the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. Um, they're the place that I went, and I'm I'm very closely affiliated with them now, and it's a great organization. But there are places all over the country that are really great. I know um, people love RWA chapters, the Romance Writers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just you can. You can Google any number of conferences, but I think that's a great place to to get going. Okay. And if somebody, let's say, you know, the affordability of some conferences is kind of kind of tough because they do usually cost a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, are there the volunteer opportunities where they can go and do that and still gain, you know, some knowledge or where they may be a little bit less expensive? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the way that I have stayed involved with writing conferences is through volunteering, because um, especially if you're in the writing profession, um, unless you're like, you know, Stephen King or J.K. Rowling, <laughs> you're not rolling in the dough. Yeah. So yeah. Um, volunteering is a great way to go um, if you want a discount. And I will say about volunteering, even if you don't need a discount on a conference, conference volunteer anyway because it's the best way to get yourself out there especially if you're an introvert um it it really puts you in contact with people and and just really adds to the whole conference experience um but then aside from volunteering you know there are a lot of smaller writing organizations that put on uh like free classes or evening like mini conferences or evening classes, anything like that. Um, I know some organizations um, like the PNWA puts on free monthly uh, meetings, which is just like one free class a month that you can go and take and make some, some, you know, um, more intimate connections with people. Um, I'm trying to think of others. Yeah. I mean, like Hugo House has a ton that they do. So there's always there's always an opportunity to find writers in your area. Um and it it comes with a huge huge price range. Um it really just depends. But um yeah, volunteering and some of those smaller options are absolutely great as well. Okay. 
And so what are some of the personality traits that you think work well in this career choice? Ooh, um, well, I guess obviously creativity is, would be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ability to follow a storyline. If you're the type of person who can predict the ending of the movie um, and your friends hate you for it, I feel like writing is a good profession for you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, more seriously, you know, I mean, it takes a lot of self-motivation. It takes discipline. Uh, you have to be really passionate about it. Um, you have to be organized. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there are so many different kinds of writers. There are, there are introverted ones, extroverted ones. Uh, there's people who like to outline, people who like to completely fly by the seat of their pants. Um, so, I mean, it really varies, but if you, if you have a love of, entertaining people if you have a love of words um and you have you know an ounce of discipline just to get your ass in the seat and start typing um I think you know it's a great profession but you really have to want it um and you know I think that's something that a lot of um a lot of beginning writers struggle with I mean it's something that I continually struggle with uh simply because you know, like I mentioned before, it's such a it's such a financial patchwork that, you know, there are some days or months when it's like, why am I doing this? Is this ever going to lead somewhere? And yeah. you have to worry about paying bills and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, you have to really want it and you have to enjoy it. And I think, you know, having a having a conversation with yourself about um you know, if you knew that your book would never go anywhere ever, would you still want to write every day? And I think if your answer is yes, then you're absolutely a writer. Um, because, you know, I mean, that's why I do it. I, I do it because I can't not. And obviously, I want my, my writing to be out there and to be successful and to make a living and that sort of thing. But even if I never did, I would still sit down and want to write every day. Yeah. Okay. And so what what parts, um, what personality traits do you think would really struggle? What's the one, like, worst personality trait that somebody could possibly have if they're trying to be a writer? Ooh, um, if you, oh, man, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think, like, if you really value a structured environment, um, being self-employed is, would be a huge challenge. And <laughs> I, people talk to me about that all the time. Like they'll hear that I, I work primarily from home mm -hmm. and people are like, how do you get stuff done? You know? And I think if you're one of those people who like, how do you get stuff done? If you're just home all day, you know, don't you get distracted? I think those kinds of people, would probably struggle with it a little bit more than people who are kind of have more self-motivation mm -hmm. um, and discipline. But, you know, I mean, there are some writers who have nine to five day jobs and they still manage to get their writing done. So like I said, I mean, there's every writer is different and, you know, I don't know, unless you like hate words um, <laughs> <laughs> then don't do this. If you hate yeah. words, just stay away. <laughs> yeah, but that's about it. I mean, <laughs> okay. And so, what's one? 
thing, one part of your personality that you've kind of struggled with where you've either had to change it or change what you're doing to make you successful in your career? Um, you know, I think perfectionism is something that a lot of writers struggle with, including myself. Um, being a perfectionist can really get in the way of getting stuff done. Um, so I think, I think that's definitely one quality that I've kind of had to learn how to control and rein in. Um, but then again, it, it gets really useful during the editing process. So mm-hmm. it's kind of more just learning how to flip the switch on and off. Um, but I think the bigger one for me that I, I haven't yet had to really truly face and the one that kind of scares the shit out of me is <laughs> the fact that I really, um, I really value people's opinions and I really take things to heart and internalize things and, and can get pretty emotionally attached to my work. And I think, you know, the idea of having my work in front of a lot of people while, while I want people to read my words, I'm also really terrified of, um, people hating it or, or, you know, really disliking me yeah like the negative reviews but also just kind of the greater like perception of who I am as a person and stuff like that like just really gets under my skin and I think that's you know every writer has to grow a thick skin and I've been able to do that in the professional sense um fairly well like I I don't I'm okay when other writers critique my work I'm okay when agents reject me I'm okay when publishers reject me but the readers are kind of the one thing that are a little bit more of a wild card. And I think they, they can often get under your skin a little bit easier than the professionals. Um, so that's one thing that I'm a little worried about, um, still. And, and, you know, something that I have to continually work on. Sure. Okay. And so since this is a um like your own business it's not really like a ladder lateral move but what like you talked about some of the other things you're doing to still you know give your love of writing but to kind of make the money so what are some things that writers can do to kind of expand maybe in those slim months where you know the novel's not selling what can they kind of other jobs can they pick up in the field or what are things you have done to kind of bridge that gap Um, Yeah, that's a great question. I think, for one, um, identifying your skills. You know, I mean, if you're a really, really good copy editor, um, people in this industry always need copy editing. And um, I, speaking personally, I'm, I'm pretty good with developmental editing. And I absolutely love teaching and love coaching um, other writers because I get to encourage them and help them think about their stories in new ways. Um, so that's one way that I've kind of, um, you know, that, that's one aspect of my skill set in the overall umbrella of writing and publishing, Mm -hmm. um, that I've identified and said like, yeah, I can do that and I can charge for it. Um, so I think, you know, kind of identifying those things, uh, thinking about if you're good at editing, um, maybe you also have kind of a more visual creative side so you could help other writers with their covers. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm good at social media and I'm good at, um, 
you know, I'm pretty good on websites and stuff like that, which is why I ended up with uh, my current day job. Um, You know, it's related to publishing and I have like that editing edge, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also tech savvy enough to be able to handle some of the online stuff. So it's kind of a hodgepodge. I mean, it it really depends on, you know, what your skill set is and um, being able to identify that and then not being afraid to charge people for it and really knowing your worth and and doing research about it. Um, But like I said, I mean, some writers do something completely different. Like I know, um, I think, I think, James Rollins, Jim Rollins, he does, he's like a, he was a veterinarian before he started writing. And I think he like still does that, even though (laughs) he's like, I don't know, he had some giant, giant book deal a while ago. So he doesn't have to, but he still does. And, you know, I mean, I think everybody has, has their skills and, and their kind of, um, yeah, I mean, their own abilities. So I think just kind of feeling that out for yourself is great. And, and you know, I mean, asking um, asking people at conferences and other events and, and really putting yourself out there and, and networking is another really great way to um, make connections and, and get a little bit more income. Okay. And so what would be some of the drawbacks of choosing to become a writer? Um, I think really just the financial instability is probably a really big one for a lot of people. Um, and you know, it's kind of a continual conversation that you have to have with yourself. But like I said, I mean, even if my books never went anywhere, I know that I would still want to write every day. And so for me, there really is no, um, there is no downside to that. There's no downside to me spending my days doing something that I like doing. It's, it's when there's bills and rent and stuff like that, that it gets a little more complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think the, the living sense, um, you know, can be kind of, kind of challenging at times. Um, especially if you really spend the majority of your time, um, making money through, uh, you know, kind of a hodgepodge of things like I do. Um, but like I said, I mean, every writer's different, so it kind of just depends. Okay. And so what has been the worst day of your career so far? Oh, man. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, you know, Back when I, before I knew any better and read bad reviews, I think, you know, those, those days were always challenging. I don't do that to myself anymore. So that's good. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably, I, I think back when I used to do that was probably, probably kind of the more challenging thing you know it's hard to pick one day because you know there are ups and downs and I mean it's just like life you know I mean so most of the time the downs are not all that down um and you know in retrospect I can kind of look at them and say like okay yeah it really stung when uh you know such and such a novel was rejected by so and so but um you know, I'm, I'm happy where I am now. So I feel like, 
you know, I can't think of any really specific bad, bad days. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And so let's do the other end. What, what's what been the best day of your career so far? Ooh. Um, okay. I, I would like to say, um, you know, there are a lot of big moments that come to mind. I, I got a book deal recently and that was kind of a, a stressful but exciting string of days, actually weeks. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, that comes to mind. But honestly, at, like, I do what I love every single day. And for me, that's a win. So um, getting to wake up and do something I love first thing in the morning, um, I feel really, really blessed just to be able to do that. So, okay. Yeah. So what are some of the benefits to being a writer? <laughs> um, you get to be creative. Yeah. Um, you get to become very good at predicting the outcomes of books, TV shows, and movies, which is kind of <laughs> um, unexpected you get... perk. Yes. Yeah. You kind of get to play God. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, I mean, I work from home, so I get to work in my pajamas, which is a huge benefit. Um, I, I love staying in my pajamas all day. So I think that's a really good, really good benefit. Um, you know, like kind of on a more like personal, emotional note, like I, one of the really big perks is being able to reach a reader. And I think, um, like I was just working on edits for my novel that's coming out in 2019 and um, my editor had a note in there about how she was like tearing up because she just, you know, loved the scene that I had. And I feel like that is the ultimate perk is really reaching somebody and getting an emotional response out of them like that. Um, that's that's like everything I could ask for. So I think, you know, that's another, that's another benefit is, is when you work really, really hard on something for years and years and you finally, um, you know, just touch someone like that. Sure. And do you, do you believe that, that what you do makes a difference? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, people who write nonfiction obviously, um, can sway people's opinions and make them learn things about the world that they might not have known. And I think in a more subtle sense, not uh, fiction can do that as well. Um, you know, fiction teaches you to be more empathetic. It teaches you um, how you feel about certain things. It can change people's minds. It can expand their minds. It can um, open them up to new possibilities and new ideas and, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, in a lot of ways, fiction can reach people a little bit deeper, uh, than nonfiction sometimes simply because, um, you know, it, it allows people to step into a place that they know isn't real. And I think sometimes people are a little bit more willing and accepting to kind of put themselves into somebody else's shoes, um, when it's fiction, so, yeah, I mean, I think it can make a huge difference in people's lives. 
Yeah. Some of the some of the best facts I've ever gotten or like random places I wanted to visit or anything like that have come from fiction books. Like random sci-fi paranormal books where like <laughs> I you know, I didn't know that there was um there was this place in Washington that replicates Stonehenge. And I didn't know that existed. Yeah, and I didn't know it existed until I read a sci-fi book that had it placed there. And so I went and visited it, and it was really cool. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, and so I feel like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't step into the shoes of some of the characters that I read about. But, you know, a really good author can can make you, um, you know, relate to almost anybody. I would argue anybody. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's a real power that, that writers have is, is being able to kind of bridge gaps and make people think in new ways. Yeah, absolutely. And so what do you think is the moment or moments? What do you think is the action that made you fall in love with your career? Um, again, I really think it's just doing it every single day. Um, I feel like I fall in love with it every day. I, I have a really fun time. I feel really blessed to be able to do it. And I actively enjoy myself when I do. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's not a more specific answer, but I really do. Like, I just, I have fun, so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. And, um, do you currently have any expansion plans or anything going on for you in the near future? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mentioned my book deal. So, uh, like two, two ish days before Christmas, I found out that, um, I, or, well, I didn't find out. I accepted an offer from Lake Union Publishing for my women's fiction novel, uh, that I wrote during my MFA. And that is slated for, uh, spring 2019, which probably sounds really far away to somebody who's not in the business listening to this. Um, <laughs> but for me, uh, who has to like do a lot of edits between now and then, um, it, it feels kind of quick. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's the big exciting next thing. Um, and then in a little bit more mundane way, I'm working on my next, next book. So, um, I'm editing this one that just got picked up and then I'm also, uh, writing the first draft of a new one. And so, uh, just because you brought up, you're talking about spring of 2019, is that common for when, so when a book gets picked up, what's kind of the process of that? Just for people who are listening, who, who haven't maybe had that deal yet. Yeah. So, um, I mean, after you write a book, you, if you want to, if you want to get it traditionally published, which is the route that I went for this book in particular, um, you would send it to an agent, um, because typically the large, the largest publishers, um, require agented work. So, um, it took, mm, a while months for me to, um, you know, find an agent for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that's actually pretty quick because I had networked at conferences and, uh, met my agent, believe it or not, I first met her probably like seven years ago. Okay. Um, but she didn't handle, I, at the time I was writing sci-fi fantasy and she didn't handle sci-fi fantasy. But when I wrote a women's fiction, um, 
one of her other agent friends, um, who I also have known for that long, uh, was like, oh, you should really talk to her. So anyway, so it took a few months. Um, and then after that, we went through edits. And then after that, it was more months of waiting for publishers to hear back. Um, and then now, um, now that it's accepted and I am officially, you know, in the publishing process, um, I am going through um, my first round of track changes right now, kind of developmental edits. Um, and then I'll go through a second round of developmental edits and then I'll go through, uh, proofreads and then, um, we'll probably start talking about covers, which, um, I don't have a huge say in, but, um, they have asked for a little input, which is kind of nice. Sure. Um, and then, you know, then the book will go on to be laid out. And yeah, it's a long process. <laughs> okay. And so when somebody if somebody wants to go traditional route and they're looking for an agent, do they have to have a finished manuscript? Yeah, I mean, I think the only time that I feel like it would be acceptable to pitch a book that isn't done is if you're like a chapter away from it being done, basically. Um, because, you know, I mean, you're getting the agent excited about it and, and you don't want to, um, get them excited about it and then be like, well, um, you know, I'll, I'll email it to you in a year when I'm done. Like they really want it now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would say it really needs to be done before you send it to an agent or editor. Um, and if, and if it's not, not done to specifically tell them that when you pitch it to them, but the ideal is, is always getting it done first okay very cool well congratulations on your book deal thank um, you we've kind of gone through what it means to write professionally um so i just have a few more questions for you sure what did you want to be when you were a kid <laughs> so um when i was a kid uh, i wanted to be all sorts of things um i would say first i really wanted to be a veterinarian Okay. Um, and I wanted to do that for a long time. I'm a big animal lover. Um, and then I think like, I don't know, maybe in like fourth grade or something, I realized that it involves like, like actually having to help animals in peril and didn't think I'd be able to like stomach it. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't so, just get to play with cute puppies all day. No, no. Yeah. It's not like it seems when you're in kindergarten or whatever. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wanted to be a veterinarian for a long time. Um, I sometime for a little while I thought about, um, getting into equine dentistry, which is really, really specific. Um, but I, I have horses and I, and I love spending time with them and, um, they, they believe it or not get their teeth cleaned. And so I, I thought that might be kind of a fun thing to do. It's an interesting process to watch. Yeah. Um, for a while I wanted to be a marine biologist, which I still kind of want to do. Like I, I could take you through, the aquarium and not read a plaque and be able to tell you what everything is. So I like, I'm, I got my Marine bio facts down. Um, <laughs> but I'm You're kind ready of, for your next life for your next career to do it. Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you know anyone, <laughs> yeah, second wind. 
But no, I mean, I right now I'm kind of channeling that. I'm writing, uh, the book I'm working on right now is about a marine biologist. So I get to kind of channel that into okay. my writing, which yeah. is great. And, you know, I mean, that's what, another reason why I really love writing is because you can kind of tackle any subject. And like, I was interested in so many different things when I was a kid and, and wanted to be everything when I grew up. And I still kind of do. So being able to... Um, you know, put that into my writing is is a nice way for me to explore a lot of different perspectives and jobs without having to like go to veterinary school for like I don't know eight years or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. And so you've kind of rolled all your kid dreams into writing about people who do it. <laughs> yeah, I've I've tried. Yeah, definitely. Okay. And so what is the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Um, write a lot and read a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to learn about writing, the best way that you can do that is to spend time writing um, and then to also see how the masters do it. And so if somebody is currently discouraged in their career path and is feeling almost like they don't have a way out, what's a piece of advice you would give to them? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. I know I know how that feels. Um, I think I think. You know, what's really important, and I think something that we forget when we get really, really career-minded, is to um, really be able to identify what, how we spend our days and how, how we can make ourselves happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, ideally, we, we would all have careers that that we're really passionate about and that we really love. And unfortunately that's not the case. And I think, you know, if you're, if you are feeling discouraged in your career to, um, you know, I mean, I'm sure anybody in that position is already trying to kind of identify, you know, what other careers they have available to them and are already trying to kind of get themselves out of that situation. But I think being able to kind of distill it down to like, if I could spend my day doing anything in the world, what would it be? And what, you know, what is the thing that, that really drives me and, and makes me happy? Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I mean, that's kind of how I stumbled into writing. I, like I said, I mean, if it never made a dime, I would still want to do it. And I think, you know, having something like that in your life is really important. And I think it's a way to, um, you know, get yourself out of those slumps and to be able to say, okay, I might not love the career that I'm in, but I do have something that I love. Um, and, and to be able to spend as much time on that as possible, um, is important, but gosh, I feel like if I knew the answer to that question, truly, um, millionaire. (laughs) yeah, like, I mean, isn't that the million dollar thing? Like when you don't know what you want to do with your life, like, I I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that's the that's the way that I have been able to figure it out is by asking myself, you know, how do I want to spend my day? And for the most part, I feel like my day pretty much aligns with that. Um, I mean, it's definitely not perfect. Um, 
But, you know, I mean, I, I think asking yourself that question and, and also believing that you can make a change and you can, um, you know, you have the ability to really do what you want to do with your life. Because I think a lot of us are, are including myself, are often really just held back by feeling like it's not possible. Um, and, you know, I think it takes a lot of dedication and, and a lot of belief in yourself to be able to spend your day doing something that you actually like doing. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, again, congratulations on the book deal. And uh, I really thank appreciate you. you coming on here and talking to me about this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for having me. If you like this episode or you're looking to change your career, go to 28andsearching.com or become a patron to get exclusive content sent directly to you. See you next week.